This is Julie from Working While Homeschooling, and welcome to episode two of the podcast, Working While Homeschooling. So glad you are all here. And I promise um, I am going to have a a really fantastic, professional, organized uh, podcast series for you. Um, Maybe not today, but it's coming, promise. Still working out all the kinks. Um, And I want to start off by doing a little pitch. I I'm going to be, um, I would love to interview others who are doing this as well. So if you're out there and you know someone who is currently working while homeschooling or maybe has done that in the past, I would love to interview them. If that's you, I'd love to interview you. And so um, I would like to have you join me on here and let's just chat. Okay. So email me at Julie at homeschooling.com and I'll send you some information. You can fill it out. We'll talk and they get up a time set up that we can, I can just record it and we'll get on here. We'll chat. And so before I interviewed anyone else or kind of brought any of your guests on the show, I wanted to prove that I am definitely willing to put my money where my mouth is and, um, and interview myself. Okay. So I have my kind of little, standard list of questions that I came up with that I made up. Um, And so, of course, I'm going to experiment myself and try it out, but also so you guys can get to know me and all that kind of great stuff. So in the first episode, I kind of explained the website and the purpose and different things you're going to see on the website and also through the podcast. Wanted to take you through some of the ideas of the great things that I hope to do here. One of them is, obviously, like I mentioned before, I want to interview others that are working homeschoolers about their experience um, doing this, Um, the work they're actually doing, because part of this, again, is I want to show that you can do a lot of different kinds of jobs and still homeschool. So um, it does not have to be party sales and doesn't have to be blogging for homeschooling, because those are usually the first things I ever found. So I want to kind of just open up everyone's minds to this and make it a really common thing because the more common it is out there in the homeschool world, the easier it is for me um, because the more resources will be available. Um, I also hope to interview uh, sponsors, okay, Um, whomever that might be. So if you're out there and you want to sponsor my podcast, please come my way. Um, That could be uh, various homeschool curriculums that frankly, would just make a homeschool, working homeschool mom's life easy. Um, And we'll probably have some topics and maybe we'll get some homeschool curriculum experts out there who want to just chat with me and we can have that conversation and and what things I've tried and what things other people have tried and stuff. Um, It could even be other things that would make a homeschooling mom's life easier. Um, Organizational things. Um, oh, the grocery delivery. That's my running mental wish. And I really never actually tried it, but it's still in my head. Um, things like that, you know, and that's another thing I really would love to talk to all you working homeschool moms about. If you're out there, please, oh my goodness, tell me which things have you done that just make your life easier because, oh goodness, don't we all need that? Um, we're also 
probably going to be talking about topics like uh, time management, work-life balance, um, what I call the um, life hacks, like what are things are you doing you're setting up to make you know make life things easier, little tricks to trade there that you've done. Um, we're going to talk about um, kind of professional tips for those of you that may are re-entering re a workforce that you haven't been in in a really long time, or if this is a completely foreign world to you that you're trying out now. Um, I can see how that would be really scary, and I want to make sure that we are all setting each other up for success here. So I want to make sure that I'm giving you as many tips as I can to help you be successful. Um, we might be talking about like specifically working from home success tips, um, because I know that for many of you, like me, the way to make this work is going to be working from home. So, and that's probably going to be a poor, you know, that's probably going to be a, a good portion of you guys is my guess. We'll find out. Um, I hope to answer your questions. Okay, so I really do want this to be interactive. I don't want this to just be my talking head or talking voice on the podcast for you guys. That's got to be super boring. Um, so I want to hear from you guys. I want you to send me your questions or topics that you would love to have discussed on this podcast because I want to discuss them too. Um, so definitely, um, you know, I've even had questions coming in on me on Facebook already. Um, Childcare. Oh, hello. That's always the first issue. What do you do with the kids while you're working? Um, how do you know? How do you get? How do you work in the fun stuff, the crafts, the projects, the, you know, the things that are time-consuming, but the stuff the kids actually like to do, versus just the dry stuff, you know? And this, frankly, to me, it's the kind of stuff you actually want to do in homeschool versus like math acts. So how do you how do you get in the fun stuff, which kind of goes back into time management, homeschooling tips, and all of that. Um, we'll definitely talk about organizational stuff. Um, one of, I'm, I'm hoping, no, I'm gonna have to do this one as a video because I don't see how I could do this one um, as a podcast really because I really need to be able to show my screen. So what I wanna do is I wanna kind of talk about my homeschooling plan for the year and I wanna show you how I set this up. I actually use Excel. So, it, and there's tons of ways to do this out there, but this was cheap. Excel's cheap, it's already my computer. Um, so I wanna kind of show you how I've kind of gotten into this and adapted this for myself and really organized myself for this. Um, that was another question that's come up on Facebook really recently. How do you organize yourself? And uh, one of the best things, frankly, I found since I started homeschooling is that I cannot plan week by week. My brain just doesn't work that way. Um, but also, I have too much going on. So if I wait to plan it out, it doesn't ever happen, especially with homeschool stuff. So I literally plan out my entire year over the summer. In fact, I've done it for the past, oh, for the last month. So the whole month of July of this year, I have been spending trying to get set up for homeschool next year. And I've got the whole year planned through May. Yay me. Now, of course, and, I, and I'll show you this, you know, it doesn't always work, but, you know, you know life's life throws, you know, things in your way. But I want to kind of show how I deal with it when life does throw things in your way and and all of that. So, and I'm sure there are other people who have other great organizational systems and tips that would absolutely be great things and great, thing, you know, great for everyone else. And um, I probably would learn a lot from that too. And so if you just have a really organized brain, oh my goodness, I would love to meet you.
and just like bow down at your feet because I don't. Um, and I want to learn from, you know, if you have a really good organized self and you're working in homeschooling and you're doing all of this together and kind of keeping all the balls in the air, oh my goodness, we need to have you on a get, as a guest. Definitely. Um, so we're going to talk about the homeschool side of things, tips, what things to consider when you're thinking about homeschooling and working at the same time, the issues that come up that you need to decide kind of what your take on that is and what, how you're going to deal with that. Um, we'll probably throw some seasonal-based things in here, too, you know, since technically school is about to start, you know, it's August right now. Um, back to school things, Christmas things. How do we deal with Christmas, you know, the Christmas season on top of working and homeschooling and everything else you got to do? Um, I, that uh, throws me for a loop every year. So I think that's probably a great thing to cover in a podcast. Um, and, you know, really just all your topics. So I want to hear from you guys when you're considering this or if you're dealing with this right now, you're going through this. Oh my goodness. What are the big issues you're dealing with? Because I promise you, we are all dealing with the exact same issues. Um, and what have you, like, what solutions have you come up with? What things work? How did you solve that problem? If you've solved one, oh my goodness, we all are dying to hear from you. So if any of this sounds like you, please email me, julie at workingwhilehomeschooling.com. Let's talk. Let's figure this out. Um, and so in the meantime, I am going to interview myself today. Okay, that's our agenda for today's podcast. I want to email my, I'm going to interview myself, or I'm going to pretend to. I'm, I have a list of questions here that I plan to use when people come up and chat with me that are working homeschoolers. And since that's me, I thought, you know, hey, I want to um, do this too. So, so you can get to know me and kind of where I'm at, but also I don't want to put anyone up here um, and ask them to do something I'm not willing to do too. Okay, so podcast interview questions for working while homeschooling podcast episode two. Um, so, and also, if you're thinking about being a guest and you're like, oh my God, interviewing sounds terrible. That sounds so intimidating. I want to show you how freaking easy this is going to be. Um, it really doesn't have to be that scary. Okay, we're just chatting. Okay, and as you can tell, I, I chat a lot. So, talking is very easy. So the first thing I always want to start off everyone with is basically, you know, tell me about yourself. Please introduce yourself. Give me your professional pitch, but let's throw in um, your homeschool pitch as well. So, you know, who do you homeschool? How many kids do you have? What, what are their ages? And that sort of thing. So for me, I am, my name is Julie. I am a certified career coach and job search strategist. I run my own coaching business, and that does include working on contracts for a national outplacement organization, um, in addition to doing working while homeschooling, which is a division, as I like to call it, of my private coaching business, which is jsmcareercoaching.com, if you're curious. Um, I am also a homeschooler, and I've been homeschooling for, oh my goodness, this is our eighth year, which is freaky deaky. I have two girls, ages 10 and 12. Um, um, and I call them sass and frass, um, so to protect their privacy, I'm not going to get their names, but there are two girls ages 8 and 12. One is going into seventh grade, and one is going into fifth grade, and um, they're fun. They're fun. Okay, so tell me about your job. How did you choose it, and how did you get into it? Um, okay, so I came out of college, and my career story is crazy. Okay, so um, I, have a, I have a degree in drama. I was an acting major 
at NYU, loved it, loved every minute of it, um, except I was not meant to be an actor, which is what I've realized now in my 40s. Um, but I absolutely loved it. Great experience. But I got out of college and was doing the starving artist thing in New York City and had to get a day job and went to temp. Um, and basically, my very first temping job would, was at a recruiting firm. Okay, those are recruiters go out there and try to find people and fill jobs. Um, so hoity-toity little recruiting firm, and that was my day job for five years. Started off as an assistant, did that for a number of years, um, moved up into a management role, moved to D.C. to follow my then-boyfriend, now-husband, to D.C. when he got a job here, and spent a year running a temp agency in Washington, D.C. Um, I absolutely loved working with people who needed to get jobs. That's what I loved about what I did. I absolutely loved helping people get work because it was instantaneous and what I was doing was helping people put food on their tables, feed their children. I mean, you can't get more basic than that. Um, now, what I absolutely hated was the bringing in the business. I absolutely hated going pounding door to door and trying to bring in business. And I also hated the company I worked for, but that's in their story. Um, so when we got married, and my husband's job requires us to move every two to three years. He works for the government. Um, so with that move, and most of that is overseas, um, that really kind of precludes me from having a career um, or having a traditional career path. Um, so at that point, I was like, oh, I can recruit from anywhere. But you really can't. This, again, this is before social media. Okay, this is before LinkedIn got formed so that you can't just recruit from anywhere or you couldn't back then you know you had to build your network you had to meet you had to know people you know had to know go find people it wasn't that easy at the time I think nowadays I probably could have because it's all online it's all on LinkedIn it'd be very easy but um so I do have a recruiting background and um you know I I, were, I tried a government for a year and a half to two years um, working overseas for the government, like my husband. Um, definitely not a government gal um, and uh, learned that really quickly. Um, and so then I'm sitting at home basically taking time off, being the stay-at-home mom, and I was, this was supposed to be temporary um, because we just couldn't afford childcare at the moment. But also it was the first time I hadn't worked since I was tw you know, 12. So I was like, whatever, I'm going to be the cute little stay-at-home mom. I'm going to enjoy this little stay-at-home life. And I'm sitting home, having my babies, basically dealing with my little toddlers and such. And I realized I was going to start getting mad. Um, so honestly, um, I needed to get out of the house. I needed to speak to a human being and complete sentences. And the way I knew how to do that was to go get a job. So, But I have two kids, and childcare was prohibitive. And, you know, you know, part of this was I know that something could happen to my husband at any point in time. And in fact, I had watched someone that I knew and knew well. Um, her husband was in a car accident. She hadn't been in the workforce for 10 plus years. And she had three babies at home under the age of five. And her husband died instantaneously driving to work one day. And then all of a sudden, she has been out of the workforce for over 10 years with three babies, beautiful babies, under the age of five. And um, we're, you know, she, not only does she have to up and move her family, move her kids out of 
the home that we she was living in at the moment, which was government housing, but she also had to, to uproot them, change their lives, get a job, figure out how to support her family, and all of this, and she hasn't been in the workforce for 10 years. And she and I had conversations, because you know, I used to be a recruiter, and she's like, you know, I don't even know what I would do if I went back to the workforce right now. And now here she is, and she has to deal with it. And you know, frankly, something like that could happen to every single one of us at any moment in time. And I just kept thinking, you know, if that happened to my husband, he drove the same street every single day. If that happened to my husband, here I am with two babies now. It's not just me anymore. You know, um, I can take care of myself, no problem. But now I've got two babies dependent on me and I got to figure this out. What am I going to do? I have to, you know, I, I, have to, I have to keep a career path because if something should happen, I got to be able to jump back into work. Um, so that's kind of honestly where it started. And I just couldn't figure out how to make it work. And frankly, even what I wanted to do anymore, I kind of went through that whole life journey of what do I want to be when I grow up again, as I like to call it. And it eventually turned into career coaching, um, which I absolutely love. And when I look back now, I can definitely tell that is absolutely what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. So, um, okay, so if you were out there listening to me and thinking, oh, I want to be a career coach too, what does that entail? Well, there's no degree for this, okay, first of all. However, I will say, I highly recommend that you go get a go get coaching certifications that have been accredited by the International Coach Federation. Okay, so if you Google that, there is an overarching international federation association that basically um, approves coaching courses. So there's a lot of frankly just take your money and run kind of organizations out there go get one that's been approved and accredited that means it's legit it's been approved and accredited by the international coach federation and there are many wonderful organizations out there that do that that are approved and accredited by the icf um, i specifically chose career coaching because of my background um, and so those certifications have really um, set me up for success Absolutely. So if you're considering making that choice, I would go start working your way through some of those certifications, get yourself set up for success. That would be my first thing. Um, and that would be the main advice I would give you is make sure you have those. Um, because I, there's a lot of people calling themselves coaches out there, frankly, and I don't personally, and I'm a snob about this. I really don't take them seriously as a coach. They're not a real coach if they haven't done the certification. That's me. I'm a snob. I'll accept it. Okay, other questions. So working and homeschooling at the same time. Um, what compelled me to do this at the beginning? Well, go back and listen to episode one because I said that story in episode one, so I'm not going to go back over that. Um, and how does my work fit into, into my homeschooling family with homeschooling? So how does work and homeschooling and family all mix? Um, it's a hot mess honest. I'll be straight up. I'm a walk, walking hot mess half the time, but it ends up happening. Um, and we've kind of done this a couple of different ways. When I first started doing this and my kids were small, um, I started working and homeschooling at the same time when they were four and six. So they were still kind of taking naps in the afternoon. So what I did is we homeschooled all morning. I fed them lunch. I put them down for a nap. I got on the phone. 
And it took me a little bit to train them into this. And they were used to me taking an occasional phone call and being quiet while mommy was on the phone. So that was kind of step number one. But once I kind of, I started working kind of on a contract, I got some contracting work. Um, I had set off hours in the afternoon from 1230 to five or one to five. And so they would take their nap. I already had a snack laid out for them. They got up, they went ate their snack. I had their toys laid out. They played with their toys or I set up a movie for them. They figured out how to work the VCR real quickly. Um, I also eventually um, had a babysitter come in twice a week. So they were kind of napping every other day versus every single day. Um, and, the, and the babysitter was like taking them to the neighborhood playground down the street, um, you know, going in our neighborhood and, you know, basically taking them to, you know, play with all the kids in the neighborhood, getting them out of the house so they could just run off all that steam as much as, we could humanly possibly get them out there with good weather and all that. Um, so she was kind of doing that for me twice a week um, while I was working. Um, I couldn't really afford to have her come every day, but twice a week we would do that. And then every other day I kind of had an activity set up for them to do. Um, I was, you know, renting educational videos from the library or they would take a nap and they would play with their toys or whatever it might be. And then when I got breaks in between phone calls, I was, you know, kind of going and checking on them. Okay. You know, you guys do, you know, just make sure they were okay and all of that. So we did that for several years um, as they got older. Um, and I say the past two years, I realized that frankly, they were getting old enough that they really wanted to be a lot more involved and go to more activities and do things. And it wasn't that they couldn't do it. It was that I could. I couldn't. My schedule wasn't allowing for it um, because I was working every single afternoon. And that kills pretty much every single park day that a homeschooler is going to go to. So what we did is we flipped our homeschooling and we turned our homeschooling into very much kid-led. Okay, very, um, we started working them into over time, okay, did, did not happen overnight, but over time, we started working them into more of an independent learner process, and the work that I set up for them and I laid out for them um, really became much more student-led and much more independent-led, like I would give them an activity, they would go do it, I'd have a break, I'd explain something, they could do that, so it took a while. Um, at this point, they are completely independent and student-led. Uh, my oldest is doing, uh, let's say, at least 60%, if not 75% of her schoolwork on the computer now. Um, that's new for us. I'm not sure I'm thrilled about it, but, you know, what can you do? It's middle school. Um, that is just what's working for our family at this point. I don't know if we're going to continue to do that. I kind of, again, hot nest syndrome. I wing it every year. Okay, um, so yeah, basically being really organized and scheduling it and keeping to a calendar, which I don't enjoy, but such is life. That is how we've made it work. Okay, scheduling. Uh, we talked about scheduling um, and how that looks and what support and resources are available that you have found out there. Um, we do teaching textbooks because math is all on the computer because I absolutely hate math. Absolutely a poor math. Hate it. Hate it. Not a math person. Person. I was an acting major, guys. So um, I use teaching textbooks because it teaches math, and it's all done at the computer, and it does the grading, and I have to do nothing. The only time I have to deal with something is if they really can't, if they get stuck on a concept, then mommy comes back in. Um, we are attempting Veritas Press. They have an online program from our oldest this year. 
um, we're using a, we use a lot of Apologia um, programs because it's all workbook based, which I always was, you know, I was never going to do workbooks, but you know, here I am. Um, but you know what? It's literally laid out for them. It has the directions, instructions. They can, if they're highly motivated enough, they can literally just go through the book and do it. And they really don't need me unless they don't understand something. And so then when I have a break between calls, I answer questions and that sort of thing. Um, so we, uh, we've done a lot of, you know, I've tried a lot of different random things. So that's kind of something we're trying this year. Um, has working while homeschooling affected your homeschool? Absolutely. Um, as I mentioned, um, we had a started off kind of using my father world, my father's world program, which I do love, by the way. Um, but mommy has to be there for a vast percentage of it, especially when they're very young. Um, and that's really hard on me as the mom, um, especially at this stage. Um, so and so that, and that's kind of, you know, at, at the beginning when they were small, it was absolutely fine. Um, we've tried lap books. Um, so as long as I had everything prepped in advance, it was okay. But if I got the least bit behind, everything screwed up. So um, this was not my original plan or intention or goal, but we've had to move to a workbook system, an online system, online classes, because that's what works with me working as much as I do. Um, no, it's not my ideal, but we have found very good programs. Apologia, excellent. Um, Veritas Press looks excellent. I'm new to it, so I'm not quite sure yet, but it looks really good. Um, love teaching textbooks. All of these things have been instrumental in actually making this possible for us. Um, do I follow a particular style of homeschooling? Um, as I said, um, I, my style of homeschooling is hot mess, and I will winging it and with a side of hot mess. That's, I will f fully admit to that. Um, every year, even though I come in with the, I'm going to do this and we're going to do this every single year. I swear it feels like every single year I change everything and we, and we re, because you know, your kids change and your needs change. And I was never going to be, we were never going to do this computer sorry, schooling. That's not real homeschool. Well, guess what I'm doing? Everything's on the computer. You know, so yes, um, it has affected it because they have to be independent learners, period, um, because I'm not always available. I can't sit there and and be there all the time and, and drop everything and do science projects for six hours a day. Not that I would because I hate science too, but, you know, hey, I'm just not there. So um, what about all the other things with homeschool, the play dates, the play park days, the co-ops, the things like that? Um, I don't do co-ops, um, specifically because they require me to be there, and most of them require me to volunteer. Um, and every single time we try this, and we've tried two different ones in two different cities and two different places we've lived, um, they keep putting me in charge of things. And I keep begging them, look, I homeschool and I work. I do not have any bandwidth. Please don't put me in charge of anything. If I have to be here, please just make me the bouncer at the door, keep making all the kids stay in line. But don't make me responsible, don't make me create curriculum. I don't wanna be responsible for screwing up anyone else's kids beside my own, that kind of thing. Um, and I swear every single time they put me in charge of something, in fact, one year they actually put me in charge of math. I'd like, do not put an acting major in charge of math people. Okay, please. Um, 
so, um, yeah, so um, I stopped doing that because now I will say recently, um, and I do live in the Washington, D.C. metro area currently, um, I found a really great co-op system. And this seems to be getting very popular in my area. I don't know if it exists anywhere else. Where basically, you, once your kids are over a certain age, you can kind of drop them off and leave. And you pay by the class. Kind of, it's kind of set up like college, so you choose which classes you want to go to, and you literally pay for those classes um, that they're doing. Um, so you pay by the class, and I can drop them off, and I can literally go do all my business meetings every Wednesday um, while they're in co-op, and they absolutely love it. They love it, um, and I don't have to volunteer ever. Oh my God, I love that. That is worth every dime to me, honestly. Um, but it's a really good program. They have amazing teachers there doing it. They're all professionals in their field, whatever it is. Um, they're fantastic. And my kids love it. And I do pay through the nose for it, to be honest. Um, that's the really only downside is it's not cheap. Um, but I know that they're getting really quality experience there. Um, and frankly, I am doing business meetings. I'm meeting with clients. I'm doing all this, the face-to-face -face nonsense that I um, can't really get away from in this town. So um, I'm doing all of that on Wednesday, on co-op day, and that's the only day I can set those meetings. So it's great. Um, I don't have to worry about childcare because it, they're in a co-op. So um, last year was our first year doing that. Oh my goodness. I wish I could take it with us wherever we go. Um, I'm going to skip to how do we do it all because I don't, um, to be honest. But we're going to come back to that. Is my spouse involved? Um, my husband has volunteered to be in charge of all science experiments and science work. Uh, I will say that it really has boiled down to him just being in charge of science experiments versus checking their science work every single day. We did Apologia last year for the first time. Um, so that didn't really actually happen. But experiments he was fully up for. So as long as I had it all laying out for him, when he came home from work, Thursday nights was science experiment night. And we would get two or three in every Thursday. And, you know, we still have a stack that he's going through. Um, but they, you know, and then the girls got confident enough that, frankly, they're doing some other experiments on their own now. But, you know, he took over all science experiments. And I was like, thank goodness, I do not have the time. Um, I, do, I do everything else. Or it's done on the computer. And he's gotten really interested in um, some of the classes and some of the books that my daughter is having to read for seventh grade at Veritas Press. Do it yourself, omnibus one, for anybody who cares. Um, and so he's really excited. She's reading R.C. Sproul, and he loves R.C. Sproul. So he's reading the books with her and then discussing it, which is great. That's what homeschool is supposed to be. Um, um, what advice would I give to any spouses of those who are being the working while homeschooling parent. Um, you need to be really, really patient and you need to lower your expectations because the house is not going to be clean and there are going to be many, many nights that dinner will not be on the table when you get home. Um, for example, I forgot to pull out uh, meat for dinner tonight until 2.30 in the afternoon and it's still sitting on the counter, not defrosted because it didn't defrost fast enough. So we're having pasta because that comes out of a box. Um, and, and that's normal. You know, um, I, I try not to do that. On really bad days, I have texted him on his way home. It's like, do not come home without pizza because I'm not, I'm done. 
I'm, I'm, I'm mentally, I've hit, had it up here. Um, I think I was doing that when I wasn't homeschooling though. So I mean, when I wasn't working though, every once in a while. So um, I don't know if that counts, but um, you know, so I would say that you, you're just going to have to really be very realistic about your expectations because they're working too now. So um, um, the working the payday you know, and homeschooling and trying to deal with the house. So you're probably going to have to chip in more around the house. Um, you know, that's the real, that's the reality of it. Um, but just the kind of the emotional support that goes along with that, I, I would highly recommend, you know, and that those are the kinds of things as a spouse that you, you kind of have to really have that wake up call and really understand what's going to, how life is going to change versus when it's just the homeschooling mom and the working dad or, or however that breaks down for you guys. Um, but I would say that's really the biggest thing is the adjustment from the one the one parent just being home, dealing with the homeschooling, the house, and, and everything else while the other parent works. Um, that's the biggest change for me. Um, okay, and I know we have a lot more questions here. And I would, How long are we talking here? Um, okay, so um, what do your kids think about you working? <sighs> really don't know, to be honest. I might have to come, have them come in here and talk about that. I would say that they have accepted that I'm not always available, um, that I have to work, and that's not optional. Um, and it is just, it's part of our lives, and they really don't remember too much different, to be honest, um, because we've been doing it practically since, you know, first grade. So um, they just know that this is how it is, and that mom isn't, sometimes she has to work, and she just... I can't, you know, we can't just go to every single park day or every single random field trip that's out there um, unless I plan weeks and weeks in advance. And sometimes our lives do have to re revolve around my work hours and we all have to compensate for that. Um, and I know that that's not always their favorite thing. You know, kind of one of the things they said to me is, you know, that you're, you know, I can't see you all the time. You know, you know, you're not available all the time. Um, and I think now that they're older, they didn't know any different when they were little, so that was fine. Um, but I, I do know that they they realize the difference now, and there's times they want to just come talk to me, but I'm stuck on the phone with the client, and they've had to wait. Um, and you know what? That's life. That's parenting. Um, I, I think it's, you know, it's not the way I wanted to do it, you know, ideally. But I think that it's not bad for them to not, to see a parent, frankly, not drop everything for them every single minute and so that they think they're God's gift to the planet, you know, that when a parent drops everything and they get first priority all the time, you know, they get, you know, then they come to expect it. And I'm not sure what lesson that's teaching. At least, honestly, that's what I hope. You know, they're 12 and 10. Um, I've got a couple more years before I figure out whether or not I've screwed them up. Um, okay. Um, what are the biggest challenges and problems to working while homeschooling that you faced? Um, time. I need about 50 more hours a day. Does, not, does every mom say that though? But multiply that times 50 because, we're, you know, so I have, I'm pulled in every single direction all the time. I feel guilty because I'm not with my kids. I feel guilty because I'm not working enough. I'm not making enough money. Um, you know, mentally, you know, checking out and being where I'm present in the moment, whatever that happens to be, whatever I'm doing. Um, 
never, I have to accept good enough versus great sometimes. Um, my house is good enough. Well, right now, it's, right now it's a disaster. But in general, I try to keep my house at good enough. So I've had to lower my own expectations as well. Um, but yes, I would say the worst, the biggest challenge is absolutely straight up time. Um, and I'm constantly looking for things that I can do and adjustments to that and things I can do to deal with that. Um, until I get a clone of myself, the, you know, I'm, I'm stuck with it at this point. Um, so, um, what happened? Oh, we talked about what, what I do with the kids when, when I'm, while I'm working currently, they're doing school. So they are, they're doing their schoolwork in the dining room and in our living room. Um, we've set it up there in the public areas for them. Um, while I'm in my office on phone calls. So they're doing their work while I'm working. And hopefully we both get finished at the same time or close. Then I review their work if we have issues, like they decide not to do their math, I make them do it or something of that nature. And then frankly, our whole goal was to set this up so in the afternoons we can do what we want. If they need to, you know, we, we can go to the afternoon park days and um, we can go to afternoon field trips um, you know, they want to join a swim team. They want to, you know, go do scouting. They want to you know, be involved in the youth group at church. They, but they can because I'm done at work at one. Um, so that's, um, so that's how we've kind of set it up. Because as they're getting older, they need to be. Frankly, that I, my kids just need to be out of the house as much as humanly possible. They do not need to be inside my house. Um, and so that's that's how I've kind of tried to work around that. Um, when someone hears that I work in homeschool, what hap typically, how do they respond to that? Um, they look at me like I'm crazy. They look at me like I am really a control freak type A, drinking six you know, bottles of espresso a day, because that's the only way they can imagine that it happen, ha actually working. Um, they just, it, it's beyond their con conception. So all my professional friends that find out I work in homeschool, they think I'm a freak. Honestly, um, they they don't even, they don't even know. First of all, they don't even understand homeschooling. But you know, to visualize me working and my kids, homes, you know, doing their school, it's completely un incomprehensible for them. Um, my homeschool friends, they're supportive because, especially here, because it's freaking expensive, um, and everybody gets that, you know. Um, and they most of the time they get that I have to work. And I found, frankly, most of my homeschooling friends are in the, being working homeschooling moms too. Um, at least now, because they just get it. And we're on that same wavelength. And, you know, um, so it's worked out well. Um, but for those that don't work in homeschool, they, they're like, oh, my God, I know how much I work and I know how much time I spend homeschooling. How is that even physically possible? You must be so organized. And I, I am hyper organized, but not because I like it. It's because Otherwise, I'll drown. So I ha this is this is my the only thing I figured out how to do in order to frankly keep to keep afloat. So you have to keep paddling, and that's what I do. I just keep paddling. I keep being organized because that's how I keep myself from drowning. Um. Okay. So, what is one thing in this whole experience that you think you've done well? Okay. So let's say a compliment about ourselves. I would say that my hope, and my kids aren't fully grown yet, so I don't really know if I succeeded, is 
my hope and my dream is that my kids will look at me doing this and they will understand that they don't have to give up professional aspirations and dreams in order to homeschool. And there's a lot of different ways to have a really wonderfully successful career. Um, it just might not look whatever, like everyone else's. Um, and it's absolutely okay for a woman to have a professional career and stay at home with her kids. May not happen at the same time. They may decide not to homeschool. Okay, that would break my heart. But if they decide not to homeschool, that is clear that that's their choice if that's not what God called them to do. If they choose not to stay home with their kids, um, that's okay too. Um, I don't think every single woman is called to be a stay-at-home mom. I know that some absolutely are, absolutely are. But I think in a reality in today's life, I think we as women, frankly, we need to be smart and we need to be practical and we need to be realistic because something could happen to our spouses or to our marital situation. And we need to protect and take care of ourselves. And frankly, I think husbands out there or other spouses out there, you need to understand this is the reality of the world that we live in. And you, you need to figure out a way how to support them. So whether that is you're just working just enough to keep your certifications active, um, you know, you keep a plan in place for eventualities or you know the negative possibilities out there um as a woman as a woman in the career related field um i hear these horror stories all the time they chose they decided for the wife to stay home with the kids 15 years later the kids really don't need their need her they're all up in the high school her hus husband decides to go get the, the younger model and or the younger version and um She's sitting here with no work experience for the fat past 15 years, no, nothing to say, you know, frankly, no career, um, no skills, you know, you know, even if it's just not work, it's skills, and she's got to support herself, she does any retirement, you know, all those kind of financial issues. Um, so I say, I think it's a really important conversation you have to have, and you really need to think about it. Um, what if your husband is killed instantly because he is literally hit by a bus, which is what happened to my friend, um, on the way to work one day. What are you going to do? Um, and and you've got to be prepared. So that's, you know, I would say that I think um, I've set myself very up, well, up very well that should anything happen and, you know, um, life is, you know, there's some crazy crap. Excuse me, that was bad language. Um, quarter in the square jar for myself um there's some crazy stuff happening in our worlds today and i i think it would be remiss of me as a parent to not plan for the future and so that is kind of how i look at it um so i i've really tried very hard to be very open and honest with my kids and explain things through with them and they see me running a business the pros the cons the goods the bads they celebrate with me when i book you know five clients in a day we do that oh i do the happy dance they get embarrassed so they don't actually dance with me anymore because they're too cool um but you know they've seen me have to take a client to court they see the sad they see the good they see all the positives and they see what the real world is like um and you know so i hope that when they are older they get that and appreciate that
Um, okay, so what was one question I would ask of you listeners? Um, I would absolutely, oh my goodness, I'm not a naturally organized person. My brain is not organized at all. I'm all over the place. It's it's physically painful sometimes for me to be organized. So it actually, organization stresses me out. But if I don't have the organization, I'm stressed out. I just wish somebody else would do it for me. So um, I am all the time looking for what I call life hacks. What is something I can, like what is some system I can set up for myself just to make life easier? So I would love to hear from anyone, what is your life hack? Even if it's something really, really simple, what is that one little thing you've done that frankly just dilutes the stress in your house or makes your life easier. I want to hear them all. Um, we should do a whole podcast on that, honestly. Um, and that's it. Um, that's really kind of my main questions. What is a word of encouragement for those out there listening today? Um, I want, if you take nothing away from this, frankly, I would love for y'all to understand that you can do this too. It may look nothing like mine, our house, and that's perfectly okay, but I just want you to know that it is doable, it's possible, it doesn't take a super superwoman to do it, um, it doesn't take Wonder Woman to do this, it takes no magical powers, it, um, it's doable, if you're willing to put forth the effort and do it, you can do it too, and um, that's my whole goal with this business, podcast, and everything. All right, so I interviewed myself. See, guys, I lived, I survived, there was no blood. And I want you guys to see that, you know, when we're just sitting there chatting and having this conversation, it's really not that hard. Um, but how much, you know, we can help and support each other as homeschooling parents going through this. Or for those of you that are, you know, have the career but are considering homeschool, I want you to know that, hey, we're all in this together. We're all right here with you. Um, we're all a walking hot mess together. Um, so I just want you to know that we're all here. And I am really looking forward. Again, I'd love to have you come on here and chat with me about your experience doing this. Um, whatever that might look like for you, please email me at julie at walking. I'm sorry. sorry my mouth is going dry here. Julie at workingwhilehomeschooling.com. Okay, so that's Julie, J-U-L-I-E, at workingwhilehomeschooling.com. Easy peasy. Um, thank you guys for joining us today. We're going to have more sessions soon. We're going to have more podcasts coming up. And I can't wait for all of you to join us. Talk to you then. <laughs>